Spot. The Beat Spot. Everybody, it is me, the Don B. That is at the Don B on all platforms. Welcome back to the B Spot, you guys. I missed you. I'm sure you've missed me. It's only been a week, but you know, we love each other. I'm super excited. I got a guest in the house again this week. I've been killing it with the guests lately. Like, there was kind of a drop for a little bit, but I told y'all, if y'all hanging there with me, I will get, get it together. I got some big names uh, here lately coming through. Today is no different. So, uh, without further ado, y'all know who I am. Let me introduce the guest. It goes by Jaquel. Jaquel. <laughs> Wait, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was so ready for it. I was gearing up, and then I just got scared at the last second. <laughs> no, it's I said, okay. It's okay. I, I got it. I got it. I don't got it. Okay. Introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. Um, so my name is Jaquel. I'm a singer, songwriter. Um, I'm a writer, script writer, book writer, speaker. Um, I'm also a final financial expert as well. So yeah. Nice, That's nice. We need to have some conversations after this because <laughs> I, I am you. not the financial expert. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but we're gonna do better. Um, anyways. We were having a conversation just a second ago about your name, mm-hmm. um, your real name or not. So will you tell the people that your name, your stage name, your real name, yeah. and why did you decide to go by the name? Um, so it was a name that was given to me from my father's sister. Now I don't have many ties to my father's family. Mm-hmm. I've seen them like three or four times in my life. Um, but she gave me the name, and you know, as I've like done a lot of digging, I found out what it meant. And then how it has like a lot of cultural cultures in it. Mm. And so, you know, I've decided that at first I didn't like it because people couldn't pronounce it, mm-hmm. you know. So it was like that conflict of in, and especially in music and entertainment, everything is easy. You know, Cardi B, Frank mm-hmm. Ocean, you yeah. know, like quick, simple, easy to understand. You know, well, my name is hard to understand, hard to pronounce and hard to spell, mm-hmm. you know. So but eventually I fell in love with it as I fell more in love with myself. And so, hmm. yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, I understand the name struggle. I mean, my real name is very, very basic, very like John Doe. I'm not gonna say what it is. I mean, some of y'all Aww. know, but um, it's Brandon. It's not a, <laughs> but it's like the most basic of names. But I think my parents are coming at it from like that whole respectability politics thing. Yeah. Like, oh, we're gonna give him like the plainest name ever, so he can have like a shot. Yeah. Mom literally said that. Like, she's like, I picked Brandon because it's a nice name. You won't get in any trouble. And I was just like, well, it's safe. I'll, safe. <laughs> I made sure that wasn't the case. But her intentions were right, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I love people to have, like, I always wanted to be somebody that had, like, a unique or cool name or something like that. So it's funny. Um, and I was telling you, I have a friend who's also an artist. I'm not going to throw his business out there. But his name is, like, I've never heard it before. It's, like, so unique. And I'm just like, wow, you could go by that. But there is an old Hollywood saying about not going by your real name because then yeah. you're like, you know, public records, you're at the doctor's office and they're calling you on. Everybody's like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, so I don't know. I thought it was an interesting kind of a thing. But. Yeah. I mean, Beyonce is Beyonce's name. 
know, so. And she made us learn it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. And Brianna is Brianna's name, and we actually pronounce it wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Everybody does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even hearing it the right way, I'm still just like, that's Brianna at this point. Like, yeah, we already yeah. started saying it. It sounds weird when you say your own name the right way. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously. There, um, oh, man, there was some actor, and I can't pronounce his name because that was the point of the whole conversation, but he was an African actor. He was in a bunch of stuff in the 90s. He's legendary. If I showed you a picture of him, you'd be like, I remember that guy, mm-hmm. but it's not coming to mind right now. He was on a podcast recently that I was listening to, and he was saying, um, the host was asking, like, how come you didn't change your name? Like, this is Hollywood. You can go by anything. Like, people want things that are going to stick in their head. Right. And he said, I tried that, and then when my mom found out, she, like, sat me down, and she was like, those people learn... Schwarzenegger yep. and John Claude Van Damme. Mm-hmm. She was like, all these different names, they can learn your name too. Don't change your name back. And he exactly. was like, so I just kept my name the same. Yeah. And I was like, I respect that. You know what I mean? The Uzo Adobe of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and we did learn Schwarzenegger. You know, we did. We yeah, did. and we didn't like, blink at that. It was like, oh, that's his name. That's so his I think name. with black people, we're just like, we're already like barely getting through the door. So it was like, yeah. let's just get in here the yeah. easiest way. And it's yeah. like, yeah. no, you can be yourself all the way. We so want to make mm-hmm. everything convenient for everyone else. You know. That's like a but better us. appreciation of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we can't be that big or be that grand. Yeah. You know? Make it convenient for people. Play small. You yeah, won't intimidate anybody. Small, exactly. And Especially we, being a black man. We also infantilize them and make them think that they can't mm-hmm. rise to the occasion and mm-hmm. just pronounce your name correctly. They're expected to pronounce it wrong. So. Exactly. Uh, listeners, please forgive me for not introducing <laughs> oh, Genesis. Yeah. We got right into the name <laughs> thing sorry, and y'all. I was like going... <laughs> Miss Genesis, I am so sorry. No Talk to the people. Um, let me introduce myself. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hi, I'm Genesis. I'm Jacqueline's life partner, business partner, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, and I um, do a lot of social justice work in my free time. Amen. Amen. I love that. Thank you for coming. I did not mean to just dive into no the conversation, worries. but we were already talking already, and I was like, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. But yeah, super excited to have you guys here. Um, I'm going to take a quick little break, guys, because we're going to get into, like, our deep story. I want to get to know you, where you come from, how we got to this point. So, okay. uh, you guys sit tight. We'll take one, one quick break and be right back. The Big Spot Podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast ever, you guys. They believe everyone should be able to have their voice heard, regardless of background or experience level. If you've ever tried to start a podcast, you know all the logistical barriers that can stand in your way. At Anchor, they aim to remove all those barriers. Their goal is to make podcasting easy and fun without sacrificing the quality that every podcaster deserves. So yes, if you guys have been wanting to get started on your own podcast, please do not wait. Head on over to anchor.fm and get started today. All right, guys, we're back. Thanks so much for joining us yet again. Um, I wanted to get into your origin story here. Like, yeah. what, how did we get here? I always say origin story because I think we're all super, all artists are superheroes. Yeah. So we were all made from something. We came from planet somewhere. Like, how? What makes up you as an artist? You would say um, a lot of struggles and philosophical thought on those struggles. Um, I never experienced nothing, even things that were involuntarily experienced without taking the time to allow myself to dwell on why this happened, what caused this, you know, um, and just doing that so much, I feel like that sort of created who I was. Um, I'm from like a small town called Syracuse, New York. Um, At that point in time when I was born, it was the highest levels of concentrated poverty for black and Latino people. 
most if there were 20 houses on my street 15 were abandoned boarded mm-hmm. up you know they were most of them were unlivable schools half of the building is condemned but students still got to go to school um i've witnessed people be murdered mm. i've witnessed people kicked out of homes i've witnessed violence um infidelity a lot of things that you know just weighed heavy on my heart and on my mind and when you come from a small town and you know you get that first opportunity to get out um i used it you know, I had one opportunity to get out, and it was around that age that, you know, a lot of transitions happen in people's lives coming from those circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, go friends going to jail, people start dying off, and, you know, you 17, 18 years old. You know, um, I was even, like, incarcerated and got myself into some legal trouble. So, you know, I had to break free from all of that, and that is sort of what made me just the ability to say like you can be born into any situation but you can also breed any situation into your life as well Mm -hmm. that was a great answer (laughs) (laughs) that was a great answer i felt like i was in your movie your uh, your avengers movie i'm like yeah that's that's exactly what that is (laughs) yeah i love that um thank you for sharing that as well yeah i think like i said all artists i call them superheroes because people don't understand how much Art comes from pain, you know, and uh, when you're sitting and being entertained by it, it's just like, oh, I love this song. Oh, that person, you're so pretty. Oh, you're so this, you can dance, all that. And it's like all that stuff is literally born out of like Mm -hmm. people's struggles and like worse moments. And so it's this weird kind of like place to be in, especially like for performing artists, because um, it's one thing if you're a painter or something you build and construct and you get it out and it's just there. Mm -hmm. But when you're a performing artist, you have to perform the material all the time and still be in that same headspace from where it came from. I just feel like it's a lot, people don't talk about that side of it. Like it's a lot more on the mental than people think it is. And that is why um, I changed my content. You know, I was born and bred into the R&B world. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was up until the age of like 20 that I recognized everything was secular. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's all R&B music was. And I had to start diving deep and going into records that we don't hear so much mm-hmm. that talk about life, you know, and living and start talking about those things. So that way, no matter when I do perform, I'm always going to want to talk about excellence. I'm always going to want to talk about self-development. I'm always going to want to talk about faith, mm-hmm. you know, so. I love that. I love that. It's a perfect segue because we got to get into the influence because I feel like it's the meat of the conversation because mm-hmm. ever since our first meeting, I'm like, I bet we like the same people. So I just want to <laughs> dissect your brain there. Um, first off, before we go that far, how did you guys first meet and then get into like the manager kind of role, if that's what you want to be called? I feel like you're more than that, but like explain yeah. that dynamic if you yeah, don't mind. I don't have an official title. I hired Jockwell first. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, I was running a organization at my college um, and I hired him to be a performer at my college um, after meeting him. Um, and actually our first, after the performance of course, our first discussion was a very controversial discussion on the um, impact of President Obama on Black America. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> there was like people was taking videos. Oh, sparks and, were flying yeah. all over the socials. Yeah, it was a very heated debate. Mm. Um, when we were finished, I wanted nothing to do with him, and he wanted to ask me out. <laughs> um, and so y'all so, were on opposing... Yes. Yeah, um, mm. Yes, and so... After that, I eventually came around. We went out a few times, and yeah, that's how that relationship bloomed. Listen, I'll tell y'all this. My uncle 
was the only married man I knew in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And when I say married, I mean he was living with his wife. I'm a child of a single parent home. My stepfather, my personal father, I've only seen him a few times right now. He's in prison. My stepfather left when we were 11 for another woman in another family. My grandfather and my grandmother, they live in separate houses. So I, I always was the kid to ask questions. I was never mm. afraid of asking questions. And I see this man that's living with his wife. I watched my family get torn apart, and I asked him one day. I'm probably about 12, 13 years old, and I say, how explain to me how did you find Auntie Pooh? Like, what, what was your process? Mm-hmm. And he told me, listen to me, the goal is to get a teammate. Mm. The goal is to get a teammate. You know what I mean by that? I mean, the team, like, there's going to be some times where you're not playing at your best. There's going to be some times where they're not playing at their best. There's going to be some times where y'all at odds. It's going to be some times where things are good and y'all winning. No matter what happens, you want somebody that's always going to show up to play the game of life with you, to be on your side. And, you know, um, I've had a lot of relationships. You know, I'm no stranger to, like, love and infatuation. And the one thing that Genesis offered me that others didn't was a teammate. You know, like, she hopped on board with the dream. I mean, even now, like, you see, like, she's sitting mm-hmm. there. Y'all always like, hey, you want to <laughs> yeah. see? Yeah, man. She sat down, like, yeah. you know, so. Just had to throw that out there for anybody. No, no, that was amazing. Looking, you know, yeah. <laughs> this guy's a songwriter, y'all. If you can't yeah. tell, everything is like so poetic, and I'm just like. And then what happened? Where do I go next? Like, no, that that's a beautiful story, and that's the truth. That's that's what it is. Um, I feel like I'm always the singles awareness person out here. Like <laughs> hashtag single. We're not crying ourselves to sleep at night. But the the, dif- the difference in my mindset is that's kind of what I will be looking for. Like I'm I never stop. I'm here all the time like mm-hmm. i'm always if i'm not here i'm working somewhere else right. like this i have very little leisure time by mm-hmm. choice because i got things that i want to get done mm-hmm. and at this point either you're on the ride or you're not like you and know what i mean yep. for years you know you get in relationships and you stop what you're doing and try to cater with the person and build something and it's like no i'm gonna do what i want to do exactly. i'm not being selfish about it and if you get that then come on we can go have a great yeah. time but if not like the train is going this way mm-hmm. so i really really respect that i think that's beautiful yeah, yeah. Congratulations. That's the only piece of advice we ever give people is like, keep doing what you're doing. The right person will find you on the way. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. See, y'all just legit. Everybody out there, take notes. (laughs) (laughs) Legitimizing what I preach each week. I am not a a singles um, supremacist, if you will. (laughs) I just want people to wait. Like, there's no reason to go rushing and looking. There's no reason to rush. They're out there somewhere. Like, and manifest that too. Yeah, she swears she manifested me. I Amen. Talk listen, about that. I was, you know, I'm all into the woo-woo, so let's go. I had, in our college, we had an office. I was part of the NAACP. So we were in our NAACP office, and every day I would go in there, and I would be like, God, I just want an intelligent man with some Tims on. You know, like a little bit of hood, <laughs> a little bit of educated, go to the library with me, but also go to the bodega with me. Like, that's all I want. Yeah, go to Bible study, listen to some dipset yep. on the way to Bible study. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, uh, first time we met, he was in a full tux because he's part of a fraternity and that was like their get up or whatever. <laughs> After he got off the stage, he comes out in his hoodie, jeans and Tim's and it was like, well, <laughs> I guess I have to say yes now. <laughs> right in front of your face. 
no choice. <laughs> you asked for it, here it is. Yep. No, I love that. That's that's true, y'all. Listen up. I'm telling you, there's some gems already. Mm-hmm. There really is power to that. Like, yeah. there's a lot of power in your words, and um, that's I preach it all the time. You be very careful what you ask for. Yep. All right. Oh yes. Oh yes. So, uh, one more break, you guys, and then we're going to jump into the meat of the music conversation. You guys will enjoy yeah. that. All right. Great. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you thanks in part to our friends over at Studio SMV. Studio SMV is not only your complete video and photography rental studio facility, but also offers great photo and video service for all your needs, including social media, business, and personal. Studio SMV is also a network membership studio club that allows media creators, photographers, producers, and directors a chance to become a member and get discounts on studio rentals, classes, gear, talent, and services. So if you are just starting out in the industry or a professional looking for a studio to rent and call home, Studio SMV is the place for you. So head on over to studiosmv.com for more information and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Studio SMV. Now back to the show. And we're back, guys. Thank you again. <laughs> I'm still Genesis with, chilling with, I said Genesis. I'm still <laughs> chilling with Genesis here and Jaquel. We're doing a little, that's it. I said it right, right? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm going to do this, y'all. I'm going to mess it up one time beforehand because I'm overthinking it. Yeah, but, but it happens, it happens. It yeah, happens. and they, they ruined it for me. They got my head all mixed up. The guys, like, yep. it's too much. But no, um, I want to talk to you. I was super excited about like your musical influences. You sent me a specific list mm-hmm. of like people that you like, like uh, I believe it was Sam Cooke, Michael Jackson, Kanye, Bob Marley. Yeah. So I want to play a rapid fire game right. of um, gun in your head. If I give you the artist, what's your favorite song by them? You do get an honorable mention, so you okay. can have more than one. Okay. All right. Let me get ready. Woo-hoo. Okay. Let me know All when you're ready. All right. I am. Ready. Sam Cooke. If I go a million miles away, I'll write a letter each and every day. Cause darling, there's nothing, nothing could ever change this love I have for you. I think that's the one. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh my gosh, you had the the, uh, the same inflections and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love Sam Cooke. A million miles away, I'd write a letter each and every day. Cause honey, nothing, nothing can ever change this love I have for you. Um, good. Why is that your favorite? Um, my grandfather used to sing that to me. It's, it's one of those joke songs where it's like, uh, whenever he's trying to get me to sing or whenever he, you know, like, come sing a song with me, man, before you go, you know, because mm-hmm. I was bouncing around at a lot of points in my life and he starts singing that. So mm-hmm. it, and when you first came, that's, that's the first song that came to my mind. Love that. Love that. <laughs> Any honorable mentions? Um, honorable mentions for Sam Cooke. Um... I hear the records and I gotta mm-hmm. think of the titles. Um, no pressure, they're way back there. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's the one that they started playing at the beginning of the Muhammad Ali movie with Will Smith. Um, mm, let me think. Ooh, that's a deep dive yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Back I want to tell you about my baby right now. Oh my gosh. Uh, bring it on home. Right bring it on home. Bring it on yes, home. Yes, 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 yes. See, yes, yes. we got there. We got yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I love that. Mine were um, uh, good news. Okay. Um, I love that song. I just here's like a performance of him doing it on. I think it's the Dick Clark uh, show back in the day, mm. and make it uh, American Bandstand. Right. And uh, I don't know. He just something like so charismatic about him. Like he stood there. Like he's like like tapping his foot and just uh-huh. singing the song, and everybody's like transfixed. Like it's Michael Jackson or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's something you can't teach. It's it like something, something you're just born with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just like I'm obsessed with that performance. I watch it all the time. Um, and then uh, Hymn of His Garment um, is from the gospel days. Back when he did Way um, back. The Soul Stairs. Soul Stairs. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been listening to that my whole life. My grandfather used to play the Soul Stairs for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the gospel records he used to cut. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that's where. That's kind of where my, my dad's side, they come from that Church of Christ world where they, they don't believe in instruments and it's all your voice mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. For just a one song kind of thing, mm-hmm. a full service of that is a lot. You know, no shade <laughs> to Church of Christ people. We love y'all. But I like instruments. I need to hear a horn blowing. I need an organ. I need a piano mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the, who's drumming? I don't want to stomp and clap. Like, yeah. you know, we ain't get, let's be free, y'all. Yep. <laughs> let's let go this way. But no, um, that's what I grew up in. Well, there was a woman in the Bible days. She had been sick. Six so very long But she heard my Jesus was passing by So she joined The gathering wrong And while She was pushing her way through Someone Asked her What are you trying to do She said if I Could just touch the hem of his garment I know I'll Be made whole My family, we sang every song on that uh, that album. Like it was just like we, that was like literally like our church soundtrack growing yeah. up. So that song in particular, kind of just I hung on to it. Just like the idea of faith, and not so much like too much of the storyline, but just the idea of just like this one person just believing that, regardless of what everybody else was saying, just believing that her faith will be enough. I, I love that story, but I'm not gonna preach because <laughs> I get real into it. Until she had no, had no more to spare 
Jackson, favorite song at this. I meant Mike Jones, actually. Oh, I'm just <laughs> no, Michael Jackson. Phone falls, I'm tipping. Um, nah, favorite song from Michael Jackson at this moment in time, and this just changed for me since the pandemic. Earth song. Mm. Um, You said we were to gain. What about killing fields? Is there a time? What about all the things that you said was yours and mine? Did you ever stop to notice all the blood we shed before? Did you ever stop to notice this crying earth is weeping? Yo, as soon as the pandemic hit, I don't know what overcame my spirit, but I wanted to go watch Michael Jackson videos. Mm -hmm. And I watched um, Earth Song, and they don't care about us. Mm. And, and, And the magnitude of the images and the messages that he put in his music and in his videos and just it, it's a testament of what we currently going through right now you know and it's crazy it's crazy that he was showing us images that when i scroll my TikTok, i'm watching it's almost seeming like those same animals in famine those mm-hmm. same places in famine mm-hmm. you know as i'm an adult now and i have a better understanding of social justice issues in the system and i'm listening to they don't care about us it's just like i'm like yo michael you was you was a very militant man, you know, like yeah. those lyrics were very militant. Yeah, those are good ones. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, Earth Song, this is a category of Michael Jackson songs that I have to like really be in the mood to listen to because they put me in my feelings. Mm-hmm. So, Earth Song, Man in the Mirror, like I need to be in a safe place when those songs right. come on because um, there are a lot. But yeah, I, I feel it's crazy. And I, I mean, really, all of his songs, I feel like those songs were like later in his career because at that point he was just like I don't they were already after him I don't yeah. care anymore so I'm just going direct with my message you know mm-hmm. but I feel like every Michael Jackson song is positive it's yeah. always talking about so you know what I mean it's, it's always uplifting in some kind of way even the love songs like mm-hmm. it's I don't know I'm not gonna get on preachy at Michael Jackson yeah, no, I, <laughs> don't I, I, know, started, I know you I know something because you said they were after him yeah I get I get real worked I, up yeah, you no. know I'm trying to he keep the beat spot going I don't want to get shut down Michael 
was the epitome of what a musical artist should be coming from our community. Yep. And they blueprint. And, yes, like the blueprint, like you know that that love for your people of all for all people, but that mm-hmm. love for your people, that love for self, you know the magnitude of that, you know, and what he brought to us and even after reaching those heights how he maintained a certain level of humility and love for us. You know, like still still Still, like, you know, like, like, you know how much forgiveness you got to have in your heart for people to do to you and slander you like that and attempt to destroy you, your family. You got a medical condition you're going through, like you try and find your best way to deal with it. And like they, they sought to destroy you mm-hmm. even after he definitely just got acquitted of a few things. You yeah. know, you know, it's just but like I said, we're not going to get into it. So. <laughs> Listen. I'm going to do a whole Michael Jackson episode. I've just been saving it. I want, like, the right guest for it. So I'll keep your name in the hat okay, for cool, that cool, one. Because cool, cool, cool. on that one, we ain't going to be scared of that one. No, I'm going to just no, go no. ahead and cancel us because I'm going <laughs> in on that one. Yep. Um, but I 100% agree with that. And, I mean, we already know once you're out here doing something, trying to make a little change, of course they want to first humiliate you, belittle you, and then diminish what you brought to the world. Mm-hmm. But the music speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Like, it just is what it is. And so I don't know. And we'll the businessman speaks for itself, owning that Sony catalog, can't mm. own the Beatles. But mm. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on, let's go. And then the second, you know, you're not tap dancing and you're telling the truth about something, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden all this stuff's going on, and then it's just, it's sad. I think the people that, um, I don't think any fan was turned away by any of that stuff. I no. think that the people that, they want you to think that kind of, the whole thing's like a smear campaign to diminish the, what kind of work you've done. And so we'll get there another day, y'all. But and they only destroy the people that's on the fence. The mm-hmm. people that love you, they always gonna love you. Yep. Some people is leaves, some people is branches, and some people is roots. Mm-hmm. And them branches can't handle the pressure. Them leaves is only there for a season. Mm-hmm. Them roots is what's forever. Yep. We need to find roots in our relationships. Amen. Another word. Mm-hmm. The songwriter strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any favorite Michael? I saw you amening some songs. So do you have any like fi- like Michael favorites? My favorites, I love like Jackson Five songs. Like mm-hmm. I just love mm-hmm. them. It's not really my well, it is, but I love um, what's the one that Envogue did the cover to? Uh, no, they did the Jackson uh, Five. Song. Who's loving you? Oh, who's, who's loving, loving you? you? My yeah. favorite song, like top, yeah. top, top two, and it ain't number two. Um, but just the vocals on that. But otherwise, it's Remember the Time. It's just so, such a beautiful song. Love dancing to it. Love it.
But I also I want to put one little point in about Michael. And I say this about most um, artists because I think that artistry is beautiful, but it doesn't come without flaws. Mm-hmm. All of our idols were flawed mm-hmm. inherently because we're human beings. So is everything that they ever said about Michael wrong? Maybe not, but mm-hmm. you can expect a certain level of humanity from people. Mm-hmm. I really don't like it um, when we kind of whitewash and, and you know, uh, put a sunshine filter on top of all our heroes like mm-hmm. MLK, Malcolm X, all these people, because it dehumanizes them. It makes them e- easier to target mm-hmm. long term. And I just mm-hmm. think that we have to have like a real... Um, concept of who these people were and not put them up on a pedestal mm-hmm. any higher than they need to be you know yeah. he was a fantastic artist also flawed human being but still valid in every single way mm-hmm. despite it all Beautiful so said. question then if somebody is a fantastic person in their craft but they are flawed in a human being let's say a person makes tables they are flawed as a human being but they make the best tables for people everybody can sit eat do we then dismiss the tables I, I say this because of a man I, by the name of R. Kelly. I know I it's like taboo. It's I, not on this show. Oh, okay. So we can All right, go okay, there. Okay, okay. Like, like I she like okay. I play. I still sometimes play. I believe I can fly. Because to me, it's a it's beautiful, a beautiful song. record. Nobody's taking. Nobody I believe I can fly for it's me. It's a beautiful record. Yes. I, I can't. There's something in me that cannot dismiss that record. Just the opening chords. I'm crying. Yeah. As soon as it starts, you I know, start to so cry. It's, yeah. It's, every time. Listen, how do we do that? How do we not about separating? I really don't think it is. It's really on us to hold people accountable Mm -hmm. to just put things in context. I don't think it's about separating because even if you don't pay his records, he's not getting the money at this point. So Mm -hmm. it's it's a futile effort to try and boycott everything. But I also think that I'm an abolitionist. I don't believe in prison. I don't believe that. You know, prison is the correct punishment for mm-hmm. R. Kelly. But I think that not holding him accountable enables any potential behavior he's participated in mm-hmm. and therefore makes us worse as a society for it. You know, there's ways of holding people accountable without sending to them to prison, without torture, without trauma. Um, that also, you know, saves their humanity as well. I'm sure, you know, assuming all allegations are true, he doesn't want to be doing those things, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I'm sure he, you know, thrives to do. Um, But I just think that if we hold people accountable (laughs) in the moment, as we should, um, we can kind of correct their behavior before it gets wildly out of control, like it did. Mm -hmm. And then we are forced to say, hey, we can't listen to this person because of how bad they got, Mm -hmm. when we really enable them to get that bad. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> First of all, I agree with both of you guys. Um, and that is, when people get on me about R. Kelly, I say literally what both of y'all said in that order. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, I'd be, I'd be like a fly's not going anywhere with me. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is at this point. But um, I do find myself, like, I don't listen to him like I used to, obviously, because it's in the sphere of, you know what I mean? I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, what's the last time I listened to an R. Kelly song? Um, but that is the thing I'm talking about. It's, it's the situation and how we got here in the first place Mm -hmm. like i feel like there's this burn the witch mentality Mm -hmm. when something happens and it's a good deflecting thing for everybody to throw stuff on this person um now 
was there smoke, there's fire. So there has to be something for them to begin this in the first place, right? Yeah, yes. Do I think it's everything? Absolutely not. But like you said, these are people, they're not, exactly. you know what I mean? And it and was then, a beautiful woman by the name of Aaliyah. That was the smoke. It should have yeah. been. Yeah. I we mean, there was a whole album point. about the trauma that she was experiencing at this and point. It didn't matter because the song, the music was good. We exactly. And to be fair, the black community has a long history of ignoring some problems for the sake of keeping the peace within the community, which is a valid sentiment, but it doesn't work in practice. Is it even, but for them, I feel like yes to that. But with R. Kelly, I just feel like it's even simpler than that. I think that the masses, Betty and Joe Beercan, for lack of a better term, are just going to be entertained. Mm-hmm. And the second you're no longer entertained, you know what the machine works? Once you're no longer of value or use, mm-hmm. when's the last time R. Kelly had a number one single? You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. he's been out the game for a minute. And it's like, okay, what well, we're done here. What well, now? What did you do back in '98? Oh, yeah, remember he was doing that? Because now we want to, we have to get back on you about something. So yeah. the industry's doing its thing, and now people are just like, it's like this fake woke movement. Like, oh my God, burn the mm-hmm. witch! And it's like, I remember my parents talking about the Aaliyah thing. Like, mm-hmm. I was, I was a kid. Like, it's always yep. been a thing. And I was wondering back then why it was like, it was just glossed over. It was just yeah. like, isn't that crazy? Because we love the music and we're going to keep making money. He's not, making money for it. Not just capitalism but patriarchy. It, it was a man being a man. It was, you know, well, she dresses that way and she presents herself that way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she must enjoy whatever she's experiencing. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was a lot. Of, it was a culmination of things like long, you know, indebted traumas to our community that kind of mounted to this, you know, pile of poop and mm-hmm. now everybody's looking at it like well we just have to push the whole thing out in the ocean so we don't have to think about it right and not think about the actions that we participated in yes. leading up to it yes because now this is going to be another one five mm-hmm. years from now smells is going to be coming out saying it's like yep. it's, it never ends i have r kelly's in my family to be keep it real mm-hmm. yeah, i know these know. people like and i was also um a young person dating older people that was inappropriately exactly. you know what i mean mm-hmm. my siblings sisters included yep. were dating way older people at one uh, point huh? like it's just kind of what you did and it's inherent yep. trauma inherent that we trauma. never get to the bottom of so that's nope. i'm never like caping for our kelly it's not our kelly apologist podcast Mm-mm. but it's just like at what point do we address the behavior that we are all participating in mm-hmm. to get here but it's like we don't want to deal with that so we just we get our rocks off by blaming it all on this one person and it's like who i did something i'm a good person because i stopped playing his music it's exactly like, is that all you did to contribute yeah. to the, the problem and because this is a pet peeve of mine i will say the Me Too movement, the co-opting of the Me Too movement, taking it away from black women and making it. it making it something that Hollywood, you know, held the torch to, mm-hmm. whitewashed all of that. Yeah. It became, oh, just burn the witch, mm-hmm. which white women have a long history of burning black men at the stake mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the name of black women when that's not really what we want to do. When the Me Too movement was originally started to acknowledge trauma. It was not started to prosecute. It was not started to, you know, come after or vilify black men. It was just started to by a black woman mm-hmm. to acknowledge trauma mm-hmm. in a public platform so that people could realize that, hey, 60% of people in the U.S. have been sexually assaulted in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And this is not an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Why is this so common in our society? But it was then co-opted and made into a Hollywood says me too. Let's prosecute everybody we don't like. I mean, yes. but we've seen that before. Under we've seen it with the Black Lives Matters movement. I we've mean, seen it with so many different movements. Where it they started took, with lynching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like lynching was a product of um, black women had a gripe with uh, the way that society was going. 
uh, white women decided that lynching was the answer, lynching black men in the name of black women and ultimately black women in the name of quote unquote feminism. And so it's it's a long history that literally has never been addressed since 17 whatever and just continues on in cyclical motion every time a white person co-ops a social justice movement started by the black community. Hmm. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> Y'all are just corroborating what I say when I have no guests on and I'm by myself here talking into the wall <laughs> yes. and all this stuff yelling this into the microphone. This is a Don B stan account. <laughs> Listen, I and I do endorse all the statements that have been said today. <laughs> Um, but thank y'all for chewing on that. I really appreciated that. <laughs> Definitely. All right. We're going to lighten it up, y'all. Some of y'all went to the bathroom on that. I know y'all don't like the heavy stuff. Um, who's next on my list? Oh, wait. I didn't get my Michael Jackson songs. It was, my favorite was Remember the Time. Mm-hmm. So check there. And then honorable mention to another part of me from, I think that was Bad album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just another part of me. You know that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that song just because I just feel like. I don't know, just listening to it, it sounds like a video game to me. It's just like, how did you come up with this? Like, it's mm-hmm. so unusual with this. I don't know, something about it is just kind of off. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just the production of it I'm obsessed with. And that this instrumental. And just the way he sings it, like, I just, it's one of my favorite songs. And then Will You Be There from the Free Willy soundtrack. Ooh. That's probably... It's in that category that of songs I gotta be in the mood for. Yeah. Yeah. Because yes, yes. that's deep. Because uh, friendship is, it means a lot to me. And that song is like talking about like the people that show up for you in your life. And that's mm-hmm. like... That's my love language right there. Yeah. Like, it's acts of service. Like, will you be there? Are you going to show up when I ask you? Yep. Don't show up 20 minutes late with, a, nope. you know, mm-hmm. with cookies or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's too late. You should have been here when I asked. Exactly. So, like... That's a little funny breakdown of it, but the song really is that. It's like, who's going to stand up for you when you need them, when you're mm-hmm. vulnerable, when you need help? I love that song. Just want to throw that out there. But yeah, that was a good record. Yeah, that was a good record. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I made it. I wrote it by the way. <laughs> um, all right, next, uh, Prince. Boom, gun to your head. All right. Um, first song that comes to mind is Cliche. It's Purple Rain. Only because Not cliche. I remember driving back and forth to school on my old beat-up 99 Pontiac Bonneville that's falling apart, duct-taped <laughs> up. And I was listening to that song, and as I'm driving on the throughway, that record made me cry. Mm. That by the time it got to that guitar solo, it, I don't know what overcame me, but it's just there's something that's so just beautiful about that human being and the way that he creates. I 
Honorable mention, as hard. This the, with a gun to my head. Um, second song that comes to my mind is "Adore." Um, mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until the end of yes. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that one. That one is beautiful. Um, so yeah, those are my two. Honorable mention for Adorals on my list as well. What about you? Any Prince favorites? Are you a Prince fan? I was not raised with Prince, like at all. I turns off Mike. <laughs> Sorry. We Sorry. lost Genesis, um, y'all. I don't know what happened. <laughs> we had to let her go. Yeah, I just wasn't. I I appreciate it, the mm-hmm. music now, but I just don't have any classics. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I was a late bloomer on Prince myself. Um, my I grew up in a like a Michael Jackson household. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, like. Mm-hmm. Literally, all I we listen to, Same. like if it Michael, Michael, Whitney, Mariah were like they raised me pretty yep. much. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I had th- I had like um, some aunts and stuff that were really into Prince and stuff like that, and I would so I, would, I knew things here and there, but I wasn't really like you know up to date on his music. And then when mm-hmm. I became an adult and like was able to like, go back to all the stuff and re-listen and kind of get deep into it, I realized that I'm like, are we the same person? Like <laughs> I am obsessed with Brent's now. Um, and then he actually, fun fact, or not fun fact, he died actually on my birthday. So wow. that's like a weird connection I always have to him. Cause, Cause like, I remember waking up, it's like, Oh, it's my birthday. You know, you want to look at Facebook and see, yep. you know, your fans telling <laughs> you happy birthday. And the first, I turned it on. That was the first thing that was like on my feed was just like wow. rest in peace. I was just like, dang. Yeah. And so that's like, forever tainted my birthday because yeah, I was man. just like in of the course. peak you know Prince obsessed time but yeah R.I.P. to a legend um, I don't think that he's really passed away I think that he escaped this foul place and is on an island somewhere um, hopefully <laughs> I feel like that about Tupac I think Tupac is in Cuba I, I really <laughs> believe people talk about that but I really Tupac believe that Cuba. I don't think Tupac is dead I really believe well, that well once the gates to the U.S. opened he would have moved so <laughs> <laughs> right so he's, he's somewhere now he's but somewhere. I like to believe there's like some um, fantasy island somewhere where the artist escaped the machine artists, yeah, and they think they died but they got away it was like please be over there just like singing in a restaurant somewhere all together um my prince songs um diamonds and pearls were my that was my favorite one um yeah i'm obsessed with just instrumentation the track the whole thing like Mm -hmm. just uh the whoever that female singer is in the background, the yes. background singer, she's going ham. That's the best part. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah.
Um, but yeah, I love that song. And then Adoro is my, my honorable mention too. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I have a, several now. Like it took, I, I went from zero to like 15. Mm-hmm. Like, um, um, who else I got on my list? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Rapid fire. Uh, Kanye. Oh, that's so hard. Um, that's tough. That's hard, yo. I gotta the love gun it. is loaded, so. I love Kanye. <laughs> um, I really do. I love Kanye West. Yes. Um, first thing that comes to mind is Runaway. Um, because that guitar at the end, I feel like I know what he's saying, bro. When he's doing mm-hmm. that, that distorted voice. There's some part of me that know I'd be like, so much and never find another love. (laughs) Um, but that one, my honorable mention, honorable mention, gotta be um, um, we major, I think we major, um, or something off, or the graduation album. I don't know, it's hard. Yeah. That is hard. The whole graduation <laughs> album. The whole graduation <laughs> album is, is it. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Are you a Kanye uh, fan? Yes. I, not his more recent stuff, I was going to yes. say you're OG. <laughs> um, Jesus Walks. Mm. Yeah, definitely. My favorite, hands down. Midwest is young and restless, restless. Might snatch your necklace. The next day, might jack your Lexus. Somebody Teddy, who Kanye West is. I walk through the valley of the shower, death is. Top floor, if you alone, I leave you breathless. Try to catch it, it's kind of hard getting choked by the Texas. Yeah, yeah, and I check the Honorable mention, maybe Ultralight Beam. I, I really like that one, but really Jesus Walks is like number one. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Those are good choices. Um, mine, what did I pick? Um, what did I pick? Oh, All Falls Down is mm-hmm. um, probably my favorite. Like, those are like some of my favorite Kanye lyrics. And every time I listen to it, I feel, I've heard it a million times. I know it from beginning to end, every single word. And I feel like it's the first time I listen to it every single time. It's just like, and it gets thick. Every, time, every yep. single time, it's just like, like, I never, like, I didn't know what he was going to say that. Yep. So self-conscious, she has no idea what she's doing in college. That major that she majored and don't make no money, but she won't drop out. Her parents are looking her funny. Now, tell me that ain't insecure. The concept of school seems so secure. Sophomore three years ain't picked a career. She like, get I just stay down her and do it. Cause that's enough money to buy her a few pairs of new ears. Cause her baby daddy don't really care. She's so fresh with the peer pressure. Couldn't afford a car, so she named her daughter a lady. Yeah, it's so long that it looked like weed. And she cut it all off, now she look like Eve. And she be dealing with some issues that you can't believe. Single black female addicted to retail. 
Like, I love that song. I love Sonia Johnson's voice. Like, I can listen to that that hook all mm-hmm. day. Like, there's an epic performance. I'm sure you've seen it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Kanye, Selena Johnson, John Legend. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the violin girl. Do we know her yep. name? Remember, no. she was no. like everywhere in hip hop <laughs> yeah. for like 10 she years. Was. She was, she was, she was. She's on everybody's record. Like, I don't remember her name, but no, in, no. in the videos too, when she was all like crazy, she looked <laughs> yep. Lady Gaga violin player. Uh, yeah, she was awesome, but that is on, I think it was on like Jay Leno or something like that. Maybe Kimmel. I don't know, but one of those late night shows is one of my favorites for sure. Um, and then what else do I have? I like Click, which is not really a mm. Kanye song, but that's probably my, mm, I can't say my favorite Kanye verse because I say that about every song that he's ever done. Yeah. Like that one is like, like gun to my head. If I was like thrown on stage and they were like. Sing Kanye, you get. I was like, that's the first person I would turn to. Yeah. Like, can y'all cue up click, please? And just fast forward to the end. Let me get to this. I don't know anybody else's part. Just fast forward. American idols when niggas didn't pass, got them hanging off the Eiffel. Yeah, I'm talking business. We talking CIA. I'm talking George Tennant. I seen him the other day. He asked me about my Maybach, think he had the same. Except my tenant and his might have been rented. You know, white people get money, don't spend it. Or maybe they get money by business. I'd rather buy 80 gold chains and go ignorant. I know. We live in no limits. Them gold masterpiece sellers was just a figment of our imagination. MTV cribs, now I'm looking at a crib right next to where TC lives. That's Tom Cruise. Whatever she accused, he wasn't really drunk. He just died through bruise. Past the refreshments, a cool, cool beverage. Everything I do need a news crew's presence. Speed swerve, homie, watch out for the waves. I'm way too black to burn from some rays. So I just meditate at the home in Pompeii. About how I could build a new Rome in one day. Every time I'm in Vegas, they screaming like he's Elvis. But I just want to design hotels and nail it. Shit is real, got me feeling Israelian. Like Bar Raffaella Giselle, now that's Brazilian. Went through deep depression when my mama passed. Suicide, what kind of talk is that? But I've been talking to God for so long. Now if you look at my life, I guess he talking back. Fucking with my click. I love that song. I just think he goes hard on that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. uh, I'm not even going to attempt to do the line. That's my favorite. But nah, I love the way he can change. Um, he can make words rhyme by just like bending them or like changing mm-hmm. the syllable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What he enunciates on the song. Like mm-hmm. that uh, Giselle, Brazilian line, like mm-hmm. all the time on there. Anyways, don't get me started. I love it so much. <laughs> um, one more. I got one more for you. Uh, let's see. Bob Marley. Bob Marley, um, first one that comes to mind, Burning and Looting, um, Honorable Mention, Small Axe. Nice. Um, yeah. Any backstory attached to those in particular? Um, my, my father's side is from St. Anne's. Even though I never had, like, the, the honor to meet anyone um when i was like kind of pulled away um i found myself going into music and going into like reggae music and um may in a way to try to create that connection so those records you know have 
Burning the loot, and I think it's just because everything is so prophetic. Mm. It's so prophetic. Oh my gosh! Like you know, like when you think about everything we just went through as a nation, everything that's going on around the world, you know, burning and looting was a very prophetic song. Small acts is just, it just shows the magnitude of, you know, it's a record just about how how we feel like we are small, but we are great compared mm. to our overcoming of our problems. You know, like our success Ooh. rate at, at being successful, that at overcoming obstacles is a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you are here because every obstacle you've ever encountered you've overcome Mm -hmm. you know that's so we have an amazing success record and you know just about recognizing that when we do see another obstacle and not feeling like you know no tree is too big for us Mm -hmm. because if it's a big tree with a small axe coming to chop you down I like that. That's I could pull over right there and do a little preach a little, um, <laughs> on there too. I'm fighting it back with everything in me, but thank you for that. Uh-huh. That, was, that was I'm not even gonna go into it. Genesis, do you have any Bob? Are you a Bob Marley fan? Yes, I would say Small Axe is my number one. Similar reasons of Stockwell um, and Buffalo Soldier. I like it. My any faves. personal attachments? Um, not as much, uh, but I just I think that Bob Marley was not um he was anti-capitalist as heck so mm-hmm. i'm anti-capitalist as heck and it's just uh inspirational music for me really yeah yeah he's in the michael jackson category yep. like i'm literally just i'm just here to give you my art can y'all leave me alone like mm-hmm. and just always get saying something uplifting or positive and it's just and like despite his pain mm-hmm. coming pushing through all of that to say like you really need to hear this yeah but what has he been diminished down to uh, uh, smoker. Smoker. <laughs> smoker. Oh, smoking at Marley. Uh, there's. I saw this girl one time, and it was. Um, she had this shirt on, and it was. It had something. They were really popular everywhere. It was like look, looking like Barbie, smoking like Marley or something mm-hmm. like that. And it used to offend me so much. Yep. Like I don't know why it offended me the way it did. And I love you if you're listening. You know who you are. But <laughs> it was just like. That's just what it is. You go on Hot Topic or, you know, Spencer's and you see, like, Bob Marley cartoon-esque With characters on, like, sco- rolling smoke. trays and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And it's just like, wow. They literally will minimize you to The just... system has to do that, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you got to say, like, 
his message was so powerful and impactful that if you actually listen to his lyrics as opposed to looking at him as that, you know, it could really awaken some people mm-hmm. and they don't want people to be awakened. Nope. Mm-hmm. You know, so they have to, you know, there's certain places where you can't play his music, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so it just yeah. goes to show what they do. Yeah, those are the people. Those are the people that I look up to. I mean, Marilyn right here. That's what we got her up mm-hmm. big up in here. She's just reduced to just like a smile and boobs and yep. oh, a dress moment. It's just like she was changing the game. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. Anybody that takes what they have and believes in it and uses it to better, you know what I mean? They're always going to try and just put your light out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why she's on the wall. 50 years from now in the history books, Kanye, we'll ignore half the stuff Kanye did. It's all going to be about his crazy antics mm-hmm. and like... All these different things. It's going to be very minimal. That's how it is. That's how the storybook yep. goes. But the real fans, the real people, the people that need to get the message, mm-hmm. get it. They so get it. that's how you got to think about it. You can't really when be concerned with the message. Ready, the teacher appears. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and I'm sure, you know, way back when she was doing what she was doing, she was not thinking, oh, one day there's going to be mm-hmm. some black kid with a podcast who's going to realize <laughs> that he kept going because of me. Like, you know what I mean? She's just living her life authentically, yep. just living your, being yourself. Like, you are enough. I want to put that yeah, out there. Yeah, it's hard. And authenticity it's very is hard. Rare. Yeah. Like, fighting to be yourself, you know, because everything around us has taught us to be other than. Everything has taught you to be other than what you are that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's difficult. Yep. But we'll get there. We're doing it. We do it every day. Yeah, that's, right. that's, right. that's right. I love that. Thank you guys for your honesty here uh-huh. and your these beautiful uh-huh. answers. <laughs> Hey guys, this episode is also sponsored by WXSJ97.3, Miami's new number one hit station. They provide an exclusive opportunity for radio airplay through their network of radio stations worldwide. Social media promotion packages are also available. So if you are an artist who's ready to take their career to the next level, head over to WXSJ97.3.com for more information and we will see you at the top. I did want to do a little Motown poke okay. around because I'm just from that school. And okay. I, think, I think we shared that similarly. So, yeah. like, real quick, like, is there, what about Motown in general? Like, do you like, is there certain artists or? I always tell people, um, I went to, like, Motown boot camp. Mm-hmm. My grandfather has the collections of every record, all the DVD shows, everything, you know. So, I... I was raised under a Motown movement, but more importantly than that, how Barry Gordy went about bringing us the magnitude of artists that he brought us. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone in history in the entertainment industry has brought us the magnitude of artists that Barry Gordy brought us and the records that he brought us, you know, what he did, how he broke certain racial barriers how he broke certain corporate barriers you know with music and showed us the magnitude and just how so many of those stories changed my life like the temptations whether it's the actual records or the remake movie that they showed on vh1 over and over again that my family was like oh we gotta watch i watch it every time yeah you know you can't help but Mm -hmm. watching it because there's something about that story Mm -hmm. that just touches you you know it's so impactful um like even you know, I still got moments where I go listening to Diana Ross's um, the what is the record? You know, there's a time and the Supremes Diana or the what's the what's the Diana Ross record? 
Come on, you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I gotta, you got to comb the catacombs. Oh, my okay. gosh. I, I have a, my best friend's a Diana Ross fan, and he's screaming at the <laughs> Yeah, his phone it's the right one now. where she's like, you know, not, not, is it not reach out and touch somebody's hand? Um, it's a slow version of a Diana Ross. It's a slow version of a, a popular song. Okay. But Diana Ross is singing, and she was like, um, do, 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 mm. Mm. You know, wherever you are in the world, then you're never too far. Not reach out and touch. Not That's not reach reach out and touch somebody's. No, it's not that one. Um, um, oh man! Wow, ain't no mountain high enough for her version of it. Oh. Yeah. So when you said slow down, it does start off slow, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. I was thinking ain't no mountain high enough, but I was like, I found a faster song, but. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. No matter where you are, no matter how far. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm going to get fired from this podcast. I'm like putting myself on suspension, guys. I should have known that. But no, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Diana, I mean, just Motown in general, like you said, no label since then has he been able to have a run like that. The temptation to give us if, he, if he gave Marvin us nothing Gaye. else, he gave us Michael Jackson. Like, mm-hmm. that, you can retire on that by itself. People forget that. Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye, Diana Ross. I mean, uh, who else was on there? The Temptations. Um, the Temptations, of course. I watched that movie. All the time. It's funny you brought them up because, like, I remember being a kid and, um, first of all, being obsessed. We watched that in my house a bazillion times. That movie and The Jackson's American Dream. The Jackson's mm-hmm. American Dream. I have every Ooh. word memorized. <laughs> Go to bed, Joseph. I can do the whole <laughs> thing. Like, those boys are young Mr. men Rat. now. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Rat. Don't get me started. <laughs> Put a scene on and I can give you every word, I promise. Like, that's, it's really unhealthy how Stevie many times Wonder. I've seen it. Yes, yes, yes. Stevie yes. Wonder. Yeah. Stevie Wonder. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, I don't think any labels had a run since then, but I remember watching that movie, and, like, everybody wants to be somebody on there, like, be a singer or whatever. We used to, like, you know, sing all the songs and stuff, mm-hmm. but I always wanted to be Barry Gordy. In mm-hmm. both of those movies, I was always like, who is that guy? Like, I think he, he just comes off so cool in movies, like, mm-hmm. especially in the Jacksons one, because isn't yep. it Billy D. Williams playing him? Yeah. And so he's just so cool and dramatic. <laughs> and I was, just, I was, like, a little kid, like, I want to be like him, mm-hmm. like, one day. And then that has not changed. <laughs> that yeah. older I get, it's just like, no, I want to be, because I think I have an eye for talent. I think I, I yep. think I already do that already. I put people, quote unquote, not on, but like, if you have something that I like about you, I'm going to be like, meet this person. Hey, yep. meet this person. This is my friend. He's so good at this. Like, if it's music, I love putting people on through that. And yeah, I think I have good. a really good eye for like talent in that regard. Like, I love doing castings. I love mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because I'm, I can look at somebody and just get them. It's like, yep. 
I know who you are. I, I but I know exactly how you like who your influences are. You can just tell people's look, their swag, like how yep. they sing, <laughs> and figuring that out is like fun to me. Like I like dissecting those kind of things. And, That's a gift. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love to do. So it's just hilarious that, like, I was never singing and dancing like everybody else. I was like, I'm going to be this guy one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's what my whole – and just the idea of just hard work. And um, it's so funny. The other day we were laughing about when we were at the studio with you. Um, oh, shout out to K-Lab Studios. K-Lab. Um, and you asked Sean about the song. If you like, if you like the song, and he was like, "Oh, I don't know." When you did the Barry Gordy thing, yeah. you know, um, if you had a sandwich, or you had a dollar, <laughs> would you buy the sandwich or buy this record? And now, the reason we reacted that way in the moment is because, like, I had just told them that story, like oh, maybe wow. a week before wow. then. Like the last time I saw them, we were talking, and we we're talking about Motown's always a reference point for me. And I was like, we're talking about a song that we were working on. And I told him the whole thing. I was like, mm-hmm. look, Barry Gordy always says, like, if you got a dollar, um, if you, uh, you want to get a sandwich or buy this record. Like, if, it's not, if it's, you, you want the sandwich more, then the song is trash, throw it out, mm-hmm. next thing. Um, and I was talking about, you know, having, like, people come in and, like, you know, view some of our art that we're doing, get, like, a, a good team together to kind of, mm-hmm. more eyes besides your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I was saying. Like, he made all those records, but it wasn't just his own brain. No. Him and Smokey came up no. with it, but... He, the whole team would come in there. The and the secretary, the yep. everybody yeah. had to go in there and listen to it, and he had to vote. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just really yeah. respected that for some reason. But you making sure you put on a quality product. Yeah. If I can convince all of these people in this room to put this record out, then the world is gonna love it just like that. Exactly. And never getting too big, never being like, oh, I gave y'all Michael, I gave mm-hmm. y'all Diana. Still realizing yeah. that I don't know everything, and mm-hmm. I need my team to do this together so mm-hmm. the loyalty between him and Smokey like I was telling Sean I was like I'm, I'm burying your Smokey like we're gonna go uh, <laughs> we're gonna be 80 years old at the Grammy Awards getting our lifetime achievement <laughs> uh, after our legion of artists come through you'll be singing that I see it I see it yeah I'm a visualizer for sure, <laughs> sure. Like definitely yeah. I have a recurring dream that I was like um, remember the Michael Jackson 30th anniversary mm-hmm. concert I had this recurring dream when I was a kid that I was like a part of that concert. Like I was like, "Is that the one with Usher?" Yeah, everybody, the Jacksons are on there, and Usher came out at the end. Yeah, and Chris Tucker comes out, and yeah, another thing that I watched in a healthy amount of times. But um, I had like this dream when I was a kid, like not like I want to do this, but I was woke up in the dream, and I'm like at the concert, but like backstage, like I worked there or something. And then my grandmother had a, this, a similar dream that she told me when I was an adult. She was like, I had a dream that I was at this Michael Jackson concert, but you were working there. Like, you got me tickets in and all this stuff. And I've had the dream again since being an adult. And I'm like, that's some kind of a sign. Like, yep. you, you know, maybe it's not Michael, but it's going to be somebody on that level that mm-hmm. I'm going to be back there. My grandma's going to be there. I was like, yeah. I, I'm like, who was it? What did it look, what did it look like? I was like? It wasn't Michael Jackson. Go back, go to sleep. See it again. <laughs> Hey guys, this week's episode is also brought to you in part by Valentino's Floral. Designer Brandon Williams brings an unparalleled vision and artistry to the world of floral design. Whether you need a beautiful bouquet for your loved one or flowers and decor for your wedding or event, visit valentinosfloral.com and together you can create something extraordinary. You're welcome. I'm big on stuff like Granny's that. Granny's welcome so. to the show. Granny, if you're listening, you're welcome to the show. Oh, no, I'm going to get her on here. I'm going to get her on. I'm sure, probably for her birthday or something. This will be fun. She's hilarious. Like, I have to do a lot of editing because I'll be like, dear God, Nana. Um, she's a straight shooter for sure. But enough about me. This is it's about you guys. I'm so glad I had you all here. Um, the night is getting late. Uh, we do have a little more wine, but I want to keep you all too late. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was like all of my 
Musical stuff. Yeah. Future projects? Anything going on that we want to So I am working on a project right now. I'm working on an album. I can, I'm not going to disclose the name just yet. Um, but it, it or, or the style of the sound, but it's definitely um, better than the last. You know, each record, each album, I try to get better in that regard. That involves me diving into myself, mm. getting in to know who I am a little bit more. And um, there's a lot of things that I've experienced recently, you know, in just my transition into manhood, you know, as, as Genesis said, you know, with a life partner. You know, just simple things like the fact that I've never seen a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. How do I model that? Mm-hmm. How do I model something I haven't seen? You know, in television, they're going to give you good examples. If you don't got examples around you, how or where do you find the information to be that? So diving into myself. And every time I dive into myself, those become the words. Those become the lyrics. Those become the songs. Mm-hmm. You know, so just doing that more. Um, so, yeah, definitely look out for it. It's going to be something special. I'm looking forward to that. Um, that's an, one word, well, <laughs> departing uh, word you gave us there because that is the truth right there. Like, um, you're not the same person you were yesterday, so no. you're never going to have stuff. That you, you, you can't overlearn yourself. You always got to mm-hmm. go within. Mm-hmm. And it just goes back to, like, always knowing that you have everything you need to do mm-hmm. what you want to do. And it's within you. you mm-hmm. go, that, but it's not some cliche thing like, oh, you have all the power in your hands. It's really going inside and figuring out, taking those parts apart. Why do I act this way? Why does this bother me? Where does mm-hmm. that feeling come from? And people don't really want to dig that deep. But I it think. It hurts, man. Yeah. yeah. Listen, look, looking back into your life and seeing that the people that you were around or the way that you were raised, the things that you were seeing were wrong. Mm-hmm. Seeing that. The appetites that you were given for certain self-destructive behaviors is wrong, and it hurts because you have to change. Then you have to dig out that void. Mm-hmm. Now you got a hole, and now you got to go and find something to fill that hole with. You got to find something to fill that time with, you know, and that can be rough. It can be extremely difficult acknowledging imperfections in you, acknowledging things that are wrong about you, acknowledging things that are incorrect or areas for improvement within yourself because it's like you got to fight the world every day Mm -hmm. and then you got to fight yourself as well because you were misled on certain things you know so Mm -hmm. and uh, and as a writer uh, it became sort of like a high for me like you know my last album was then i always wrote about how i felt Mm -hmm. but it was always you know love songs a little bit of inspiration a little bit of you know but my last album I forced myself to start actually diving deep mm-hmm. and to start discussing things that aren't being discussed in music. Things like manhood, things like how do you manifest? How do you shed the toxic behaviors that niggas pick up in the hood? I'm mm-hmm. just going to be frank and blunt just like that because we learn a lot of toxic behaviors. Yeah. Like, you know, like when I think about to how I learn sexuality, you know, something that is a sacred art, you know, mm-hmm. like it's a sacred interaction, how I learn those things and how the destructive way at which I learned them and then how because I was incorrectly taught I then went around and participated in destructive behavior Mm -hmm. you know and so just learning all of those things and just trying to figure out how I can be just a better man and a better musician you know I'm putting that in the music to help other people get to where they want to be as well 
Absolutely. That's the work. That is the work. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is not pretty. They say it's uh, the, one of the hardest things to do in the world is to stand and look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. It's natural to wince at that image, mm-hmm. but it's brave to keep looking at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and I get it. There's I, On this journey I'm on, there's still some doors where I'm just like, not ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I know rough. good and well that I have to go. I know this is a problem. And because of this, this is happening. Yep. I know that good and well. I know the tools. I do all the 12 steps. I'm not even going to that, towards that door yet because no, it's just like, you just have even for joking about it right now is painful. You it's know what painful. I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like, we got to give people grace. And then a lot of like older people too. I think like we're the generation, the first one with the internet, the full, you know what I mean? And so we can kind of, do figure more stuff out and do this kind of stuff but it's a lot to ask people to like deconstruct their belief system like that's a very tall order when you were never taught how to look at yourself no. you were never taught how to be introspective like i could have conversations with my family members day in and day out and i do and they just they cannot wrap their minds around how to look at themselves mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a real way mm-hmm. without you know rose-colored glasses Mm -hmm. and it's painful and you have to have a lot of compassion for yourself and for others through it all because you can get yourself so wrapped up in somebody else's healing Mm. especially your parents especially your grandparents brothers sisters etc because you want them to heal so bad why do you want them to heal and that was something that i had to stress with myself Mm -hmm. and and why do i want them to heal so bad why what is keeping me here what is making me the healer mm-hmm. in this situation where that's not what they want mm-hmm. and you got to let people do what they do and have compassion for them throughout yeah. the journey you see you start to introspectively look at yourself first off our parents didn't even know self-care mm-hmm. they didn't know trauma these yeah. are vocabulary words that are foreign to them mm-hmm. so i feel like when we started to dive into ourselves we seemed like okay well, my pain came from my upbringing. And we found out that our parents were incorrectly taught certain things as well. So it's like we try to heal them in an effort to heal us. Mm-hmm. But one thing we have to learn is you have to be willing. You know, you have to be willing to want to acknowledge what you're doing is wrong. And then you have to be even more willing to have more strength to want to change mm-hmm. what you're doing that's wrong. And it's rough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's rough. If that wasn't a difficulty, then addictions would not exist. The world would be a great place. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, 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 because it's rough, you know. Once we develop these appetites, you know, like, that, you know, I don't want to get too much into, like, you know, scriptural things, but, Mm -hmm. you know, when they talk about, like, the apple in the beginning, you know, it's all a metaphor for the appetites that we develop, you know, and it's just like with anything, when you develop an appetite for something, you create a craving for it. Mm -hmm. When you create a craving for it, you create a desire for it. And when you create a desire for something, if it is wrong, you can alter your destiny Mm -hmm. because you can get yourself walking somewhere you're not supposed to be walking towards something you're not supposed to be walking towards because of what is leading you. Mm. Mm. That's it right there. All of it. (laughs) All of it. All of it. Um, Thank you for that. Especially what you were saying. I definitely uh, can relate to, I mean, everything y'all are saying. Um, but yeah, y'all know how we do on here. It starts with you. Everything, everything yeah. starts in, in it starts in the mirror, and it is not easy. But yeah. um, give yourself time. Give people you love time. And uh, um, I think the last thing I'll say about it is I made I heard a quote about um, we're the generation that needs to teach our family members how to sur- how to live and not just survive. Mm-hmm. Like they're like you said, they didn't have those words, so they're coming from a place of 
you know, just struggle, just surviving. Who has time to talk about? What do you mean you're depressed? Mm-hmm. Like yep. niggas are dying every day. Yep. Like what do you? That's the house that I came from. But it took me being, you know, the age I am now, going to a therapist and being sat down to some, you know, very well-meaning white man telling me like, it's okay that you're upset about this. You know what I mean? Yep. Like this is okay. And it was like when I would tell him the stories and stuff, it was like the look on his face would tell me yeah. that. That stuff was traumatic. Right. And I normalized it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, everybody's life isn't like this. Like, I don't understand why you're looking at me like a crazy person. Like, Mm -hmm. you're a therapist. And he was like, really reacting to like the things I would Mm -hmm. say. And he was just like, no, these are not normal things. Mm -hmm. And it is okay that it's not normal. You don't have to just be just like, cool with everything. We just roll the punches. Like, Mm -hmm. we're so used to getting beat up at this point that we Mm -hmm. just keep, you know, keep on going. That's what we was taught. And we have to, we got to stop somewhere. Like, we start with each other ourselves but yeah it's a tall order dude it's a tall order but we got art to uh chew on instead of our addictions we got we got beautiful music we got movies whatever you do to create whatever you have inside of you use that to i guess fuel those addictions you know Mm -hmm. because if you that's that's pretty much how i am not giving away too much of my business but i feel like before i found like my passion project i was yeah, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't, this isn't a bad, you're not a bad person for doing that, but it's just, you have to fill the void with something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't mind the devil's playground. And it's like, you're either going this way or that way. Yep. So, enough about me. Y'all know too much already. But <laughs> I want to thank y'all again for coming. This has no been problem. a blessing, an honor. And I'm just happy to have you guys in the house. Where can yeah. we find y'all? Um, you can find me on all social media platforms at I Make Soul Music. You can't find me. That's okay, though. If you find me, you find her. I like that. (laughs) I like that. Period. Dot. All right, y'all. And as usual, you know, it's me, the Don B. That's at the Don B on all platforms. It's the, not the. There's two E's in it. I know that's not the way you're supposed to do it grammatically, but that's kind of the point of it. Just want to address that because (laughs) people always write me as a sentence, like capital T-H-E space Don space B. And it's like, it's just a run-on sentence, guys. The Don B. And I put the extra E to emphasize the V. But whatever. There we go. Hopefully y'all learned something today. But thank you again for listening. Uh, follow us, WXSJ97.3 Radio on all platforms. Um, also, the Independent Dream Factory. Shout out to IDF. Uh, you can book your free consultation on independentdreamfactory.com. And I think that's all my plugs. Uh, be on the lookout for the rise of Off Black. She is coming back. She's resurrected. Uh, why are you here? She's risen. Um, <laughs> I cannot wait for y'all to get back into that. Some other podcast that I have. Ah. She's been laying dormant for a while. You know, doing some repolishing. So might be back to come on that if you want to. Okay. It's a fun. That's, that one's more fun. This one is like all music. That one's like it has music in it, but it's like hot topics. And then I have kind of like an um, off color segment. It's like taboo um, topics, and because I like getting people's different you know okay. opinions. So it's fun. So. I'll lock y'all in for that, too, as well. But y'all look out for that, and we're out of here. See you next time. We love you. Goodbye. The B-Spot Podcast is not endorsed by any performing artist mentioned in this program. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of the respective trademark and copyright holders. Spot podcast is brought to you by the independent dream factory it is produced mixed mastered and hosted by don b our theme song is the b spot by sean michael
speed spot. The beat spot. Spot. The B spot. The B spot. 